Blog Talk Radio. God bless. God bless. Praise the Lord, everybody. Everybody, praise the Lord. We thank God for being here on tonight. Here at Praise Tabernacle Tuesday night Bible study. God bless you all. Go ahead on and let somebody know that Praise Tabernacle Church that we're on this Tuesday night. Got another great Bible study for you, for God's people. And we thank God for the opportunity on tonight uh, here. And we just thank God for what he's doing in our lives. To all the fathers out there, we would like to say happy uh, Father's Day. Um, so we just, we're just we just grateful. And we're, we're definitely grateful for our Heavenly Father. And we got a great teacher on tonight. Definitely no stranger to to us. Thank God for for him. Very faithful young man, dedicated, determined, and dependable young man. And we we just thank God for having him and his wife and children working with us in the ministry. Uh, we've seen him grow from a from a teenager up until where he's at now as a young man, business owner, and we're just so grateful for him. And we're going to say a quick word of prayer, and then uh, without further ado, we're going to turn it over to Minister uh, Kevin Tobert Sr., so he can lead us into our Bible study on tonight. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you as we get ready to enter into this service tonight. We commend it into your hands. We, We know that your word won't return to your void. We thank you for the message, the messenger, and we also we thank you for those that are able to be on the panel to assist on tonight. And we know that something is going to be said to enlighten us, to encourage us, and even to convict us. And we just thank you tonight for this opportunity to spread the glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we're just thanking you on tonight. We pray that you will continue to strengthen these, your people, those that are listening. And uh, we're just thanking you for, for what's taking place on tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Services now into the hands of Minister Kevin Tober. God bless you. All right. Thanks. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you to the panel. Um, and thank you for everyone that's listening and thank God for this opportunity um, and definitely hope and pray that you all get something on tonight that you all are encouraged. Um, I'm going to be coming from a familiar um, set of scriptures um, on tonight. Uh, we'll be coming from John chapter 14. The topic verse is verse 7. Again, uh, we're going to be coming from John chapter 14, topic verses, verse 7. We're going to go through a couple of scriptures um, from the beginning of the chapter on down. And uh, we're just going to see um, what we can bring out on tonight. I know the panel's listening to be able to help and be able to join in and get different viewpoints on um, the lesson on tonight. But without further ado, get into the word and the word of God reads in verse number seven if ye had known me ye should have known 
my father also, and from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Amen. And on tonight, we're going to teach from the topic of if you know, you know. And like I say, it's a very familiar set of scriptures that we're going to go go through. And with this topic, if you know, you know. This may sound like an old cliche, but we really have to take the time to get to know Christ, and it's very important for us to do so. Because when you really get to know someone, after a while, you begin to strengthen your relationship to the point where you already know what that person like and dislike. So this is the same way with God. If we truly begin to know him and trust him, then we'll get a better understanding of his expectations. We have to know that we can trust him even when the situation seemingly gets out of hand. You know, and I'm here to tell you today with the surety that God will never leave you nor forsake you. And I recently had an experience that brought me, you know, to this point and brought this lesson into reality for me, you know, because I had to have a a, a, a situation where God uh, began to remind me and, and, and show me uh, something in itself. Um, if for those of you all that are listening, and I'm just going to tell this testimony that ties directly into our lesson, um, but those of you all that may or may not know, um, business owner, um, truck driver, and last Friday um, I had a, a delivery where I'm, I'm delivering to a camp, um, and this camp is, is in an area of Georgia that I didn't know had a had a, a mountain. I'm just going through, and I've been through mountains before, and there's never been any problems. However, <clears throat> I get to the top of this mountain, and like I said, I've been driving for a couple years now. I get to the top of this mountain, and it tells you, you know, there's signs, a warning sign to tell you, you know, what you're about to get into. So I see a warning sign that says that this is a steep downgrade 19%. Now, in my experience, I've never experienced that steep of a downgrade. For those of you all that don't know, uh, for, you know, some of our, you know, bus drivers listening, may even take you back to, uh, when you first got the CDL or, or anything, but it, it puts you into the mindset of how far down you have to go, almost like a roller coaster ride. It's like a steep drop. So when I'm looking at that, I said, I've done some mountains before, several mountains. I said, but I've never done one this steep. I'm, I, I think I've, most I've done 10% or so, and this is way steeper than I, I could imagine. So at that point, when I got up to the top, and I couldn't see where I needed to go. I only had enough room. I said, I got to turn around. And when I turned around, I, I had to tell the people, you know, that booked me on this low, hey, I might not be able to do it. The gentleman told me, well, long story short, I'm not going to push you to do it. I'm not going to force you. He said, but it's one of two things. Either we can, we can figure it out and go. He was like, but if not, basically it'll charge to come back on me if I got to take it back. So I didn't want to do that. I really wanted to, to be able to make this delivery 
course, to be able to support my family and stuff. So I prayed to God because I made it back down the mountain, but it was tough, like I said. So my heart was troubled, um, and, and I didn't want to go. Long story short, I get pulled. O- I pulled over to the side after I made it back down the mountain, and I prayed to God to answer whether to try this, see if I can make it through this mountain, or not, whether I don't need to try it, and it's too much of a safety risk, and I just need to go move on about my day. I prayed, y'all. And then when I was done, after all of that, I don't know if anybody's ever been nervous before, but when, you, you, when you're nervous sometimes or whatever, you may have to use the bathroom. You have to pee real quick. So I said, man, I got to go. So then I, I try and go to an area. Now I'm in the middle of nowhere, and there's a, uh, like a lodge right there. I go in there, and I look for the bathroom. Couldn't find the bathroom. Went out, went in two to three times. And I noticed on my way back, just one time when I looked, I looked on the wall. And then when I looked on the wall, it said that the Wi-Fi password was John 14 and 1. And I said, well, I don't know that scripture offhand. I don't remember it. You know, we've gone through scriptures, but I don't remember it. So I looked, and the word of God in, in John 14 and 1 says, let not your heart be troubled. Be ye uh, believe in God, you believe in God, believe also in me. So when I asked God specifically what to do, God provided an answer. And this ties into everything that I know because he answered me on what to do. He gave me a level of comfort. I told you all when I got to the top of that mountain, I was uncomfortable. I felt it in my heart that I wasn't even supposed to be doing this. So here I am, I'm getting my answer that this is what I need to be doing. And I'm just here to tell you that God will answer you directly if you just ask him. And it was just wonderful because he spoke in so many different ways. My other background before I became a business owner and a truck driver was I worked in AT&T installing Internet. I've never seen anyone's password be a Bible scripture. And I did that for almost five years. I've never seen that. So what were the odds, per se, of me going there and getting the answer exactly what I needed? So I'm here to tell you and to encourage you that you can do it. So long story short, I went through the mountain through the courage of what the Lord just gave me. And I spoke with Deacon Belcher, um, and hopefully he's listening. And, and that was my confirmation as well. I went through this mountain, did what I was supposed to do made it down, come to find out it was very steep. But it, it, it felt I felt relieved. I felt at ease. I felt like, well, I could conquer this. And if I can conquer that physical mountain, I can conquer spiritual mountains within my life. I can conquer anything else, anything else that I'm going through within my life because God has provided and God has shown himself through the scriptures. So I'm just here to encourage everyone that if you get to a point where you need to reach out to God, reach out to God and ask him directly, and he will answer to you. I'm a living witness, and I'm sure that some of you all listening can say the same. So going back over, um, and that was my testimony for verse 1. Going back over verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Um, as a breakdown of this scripture, this scripture alone uh, should provide you with a certain level 
of comfort to begin with. We look at this scripture, as I've already spoke about, this scripture simply starts off by saying, let not your heart be troubled. So when you're going through something, all it takes is something simple like this for you to have comfort, for something to comfort you and encourage you. Then Jesus goes on to speak as he is letting his disciples know exactly who he is. He is reminding them his position with God as being his son. So the spiritual breakdown as we're going over the scripture, like we said, you know, you believe in God, believe also in me. So he's letting you know, of course, who he is. He's on the same level as God the Father. So let's continue to see what thus says the, uh, the Lord, because this is uh, Jesus talking within these scriptures, speaking with the disciples. Uh, verse 2 on the 3. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. You know, and there's a lot that we could begin to point out within these um, set of two scriptures here, uh, which is a very familiar set of scriptures. Within the text of verse 2, we get a chance to, you know, kind of peek into a window of heaven. And what I mean by that is Jesus is giving us some insight on heaven, um, which also gives us something to look forward to at the same time. Also, between verse 2 and 3, from what I get out of this, you know, Jesus is again foretelling his uh, departure, but letting the disciples know that when he comes back, he's going to come back to receive them. So when the Lord comes back for us as well, we will be able to go where he is. We will be able to get a little bit more of a sneak peek into heaven and get to see the whole thing, more than just a sneak peek. Like he said, he begins to break down how he talks about heaven. So in that scripture, how he says, in my father's house are many mansions, you know, that's something that we always want to look forward to seeing how that makes sense and how that understands. But he's just given us enough of how that is, how it's going to be, enough for us to want to strive to be able to figure that out, to see it for ourselves. So that's enough for us to be able to work towards, to be able to do, just by accepting Christ and being, you know, the, the best disciples that we can be, meaning the follower of Christ that we can be. And I don't know about you, but I look forward to seeing what heaven has in store. I look forward to seeing what the Lord has for me. I look forward to seeing God. I look forward to seeing how there's, you know, in his father's house, there's many mansions. You know, I look forward to my mansion. And if you know, you know. Amen. And if anybody wanted to comment before I go too far, uh, panel, feel free if y'all wanted to jump in within what I just said. I know I just said a mouthful. Anybody got any comments before we go forward? Yeah, I'm in jumping up with you, bro. Doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. I'll make a comment. Um, 
this is blessing me. If I was Lord Jesus, I was shouting in my spirit and trying to get my hair done. I was like, "Woo, God, this is." If you're not moved or touched by what Mister Tober just said, something is. Something, you need a spiritual checkup, and this is so good. A lot of times, our hearts are troubled, and the Lord brings comfort right on time. And my testimony is, Mister Tober, it's not not in that particular situation, but. Um, with being, of course, a bus driver, a bus manager, and training other people to be successful and to choose their career path and um, teaching them CDL to get their license, um, it can be a challenge. So I was burdened, and I was, it, was just, it was just so heavy on my heart. I said, I love what I do, but now it's becoming, you know, I, I just prayed and asked God because it was becoming, I love to do it, but I just needed to do something else that's similar to it, which God worked that out, but I was troubled, and I think it was maybe a week, uh, probably two weeks ago, I told my husband, I said, okay, I, I have made that decision that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk away from it, um, I've, and he said, well, you, you did your time, you put your time in it, but it was so, my heart was so heavy, but when I went into work to, to train, um, it was just, it's like the Lord just gave me a peace, the way he gave the scripture to you to give you that confirmation to, to, to push you to, to be encouraged to do what you need to do. So, Lord Jesus, this is, this is definitely for me tonight, just confirmation that God will see you through. I don't care how small it looks to someone else because that, this testimony can be, you know, like, oh, that's it. No, to, that's, that's something big. God will set you up for a blessing and to set you up to where you know that what you're doing, it was all in God's hands. So, my God, thank you. <laughs> Tonight is good. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, First Lady. Like, honestly, that's something where when, when God begins to remind you who he is, and we know who he is, but, you know, sometimes we, you get in a scenario and we just go about life and we get more comfortable, and then that moment where you're uncomfortable, then God reminds you that, you know, you can still lean on him. He He listens. He still works in your favor. You know what I mean? And, and we say these things, but it's always different when you have that direct experience, just like you had a, a direct experience with God. And then you begin to be able to, if you, you know, spread that testimony, you don't know how that works with someone else. That's the other part that I forgot. You know, um, when I when I said that testimony also to um, another one of my friends, he was like, you know what? He was like, man, it's funny that you told me this. He was like, because man, I mean, I mean, um, thinking man that praying or whatever. I, I don't, I forgot exactly what he said. But he was like, man, it's been on his heart and mind to go to church. He was like, man, and I think I'm going to end up coming to church, bro. He was like, man, I think that's that's my son. And you never know what God is working on the other side of this thing. Just by you being obedient and going through what you're doing, you're able to be a testimony because now you're not holding on to that and you're sharing that story with someone else, and then God is using you as an instrument to be able to encourage others to see, you know, how good the Lord is, you know. So we just got to understand that a lot of times it's a bigger picture than this. So definitely um, thank you 
um, first lady for that comment. Anybody else? Okay. All right, we'll, we'll definitely continue and um, continue to get an understanding. And like I said, hopefully this continues to be encouraging for those that are listening. Let's pick up, like I said, where we were, um, we finished in verse 3. So let's pick up in verse 3 on down to 4. Okay, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, you know, in the way you know, then here comes in verse 5, Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? So, you know, just ask him a question. And Jesus says in verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So the disciples were with Jesus, but they still didn't know exactly what was going on here. Thomas asked Jesus, how can we know the way? And Jesus responded with the best answer possible, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. That answer only, you know, makes it clear as day that the only way to heaven is through Jesus. So it's, it's clear as day. It's, it's plain as day. So this scripture is undefeated. If you ever get into a debate about heaven and folks trying to discount Jesus and stuff like that, this will win every time whether they agree with it or not. You can't debate this scripture right here. So he puts it plain. So if you ever have a conversation, whether you're trying to win someone over or if you're, you're trying to prove the point, this is it. This is one of the scriptures that you can use. And once you have your own experience with Christ, you already know exactly who he is and exactly, um, and he is exactly who he said he is, the son of God. So he's making that plain and simple. So this lesson on tonight is meant for us, you know, to remind us who Jesus is, who he represents. And by knowing that, you know, by knowing this, we know him. And when we know him, we know where we're going. And if you're lost and you're looking for direction, this is for you. Because Jesus says, I am the way. So if you're lost, He's telling you where the direction is. It's Jesus. I am the way. So follow Christ, and, and, and he will guide you to your destination. Let him guide you to your destination. Amen. And then the verse continues just to break it down because there's different points in there, right? Jesus is saying that I am, the, you know, Jesus says I am the way. Jesus is the truth, right? He knew no sin. He is true. Amen. And he is righteousness. His truth differs from the world's truth. So this is where we get into it a little bit, where people may begin to to, to have to um, take a back seat right here for those that 
um, are holding on to the things of the world. See, his truth and um, the world's truth, they don't match. They don't, you know, line up with each other because God's had, God has a different level of truth. His righteousness is on a different level than what the world and what people call righteousness on earth. Amen. So nowadays, uh, people say, I'm living in my truth. I know I'm not the only person that says, you know, that's heard that. Um, and that has said, you know, have heard that. And they are misusing that word truth. So, for example, you know, you got the whole gay community that, that has taken that word and ran with it. They got folks that, you know, say that they were assigned the wrong gender and they're living their truth. You know, therefore, you know, they're living their truth as the opposite sex, right? That's what some of those type of people say. Um, and this is the perfect example of the difference between what Jesus' truth is and the world's truth. Amen. God don't make mistakes. The world does. So all of those people that are beginning to, and that's just one example, those people that are beginning to say that that's their truth and this and that, well, then your truth is saying that God made a mistake when he brought you into this world. And God don't make mistakes. Amen. So when we look on to the next part where Jesus began to say, when he talks about uh, the life, the life, Jesus is the life simply because eternal life goes through him. And the word of God backs that up in several scriptures. So here's one. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So we got to understand that the life goes through Christ. If you want that everlasting life, it goes through Christ. So for verse 6 alone, it provides the answer and shows us who Jesus is and who he represents all in one. Just looking over that scripture, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So he's showing you exactly who he is and, like I said, and who he represents all in one. So if you know, you know. Then you already know who Jesus is. So I'm just going to ask a quick question to the panel. Uh, when it comes down to, uh, like I provided some scriptures earlier, do y'all have any type of go-to scripture for, for folks to show who Jesus is? And you don't have to, if, if you know, you don't have that, if you got a comment on, on, on anything that I just said before going forward, I'm just going to ask this, and then we'll, we'll take our break before going forward. But, Panel, do y'all have any go-to scriptures to show folks who Jesus is? Hey, man. Um, oh, go ahead, Bishop. Oh, no, go ahead, Preacher. Go ahead. I'm no, go ahead. No, um, Minister Tobert, I, I, you know, I got a bunch of uh, scriptures, but I, I like the the seven that you use. If you really know me, you know my father and and like you said, you know, he is the truth. And if you know Jesus, you know he ain't going to make no mistakes. So people like you were just saying, you you really preaching a whole 
buffet tonight, and um, I'm enjoying it. But that verse 7 really sums up for me the go-to scripture because if you know Jesus, you know you know his Father, and you know the way and the truth. And we already know that Jesus makes no mistakes, but the world tries to throw that trick in there with you so you can continue to not know who he really is. Because if you know who he really is, then you really know who you are and who you really serve in. So that, that verse 7 sums it up for me. That That's, you know, that's really all I got to say, Doc. You're doing an excellent job. And there's a lot more I could say, but I'm going to be quiet because, you know, I go in preacher mode in a minute. So I'm going to be quiet. But this is a great lesson, and that verse 7 is the one for me. Okay, we got God be the glory. I, I appreciate that. Definitely, you know, you know, those are go-to scriptures, seven, six, and that's everything. I think, Pastor, you were going to say something or what? Or anybody else? Yeah, I um, you this this is as we always say, man. It's not a cliche, but this is real good, sound teaching. And uh, one of my, especially if I'm meeting somebody, and I, I think you may have said this scripture. I think you did. Um, but John three sixteen is normally uh, called the golden text of the Bible. For God so loved the world that He gave. His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And we know the rest of it. God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So, which confirms what you just, uh, the scripture you just read, that Jesus stated, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we're living in a world now where people will make you think there are all kind of ways to get to God. But as believers, it's funny you, you're bringing this out tonight. I had a, a meeting last night with one of the new brothers in the church. Uh, they've only came a couple of Sundays and interested in the church and love, you know, love the ministry, love what we're doing. And uh, we had a meeting last night and just talking with the brother his faith was a little, you know, a little shaky on edge. And this exact scripture uh, came up when Jesus said, I am the way. And I had to speak this same scripture wow. just last night at, at Taco Mac at the dinner table with this young man. And we was talking about he was he's a believer, but his faith had been shaky, and then he said not to go into, of course, not to go into everything, but he he made a statement about him being educated and, you know, pretty much he's a smart man. And, you know, there there are some other people that believe that there are other ways and things like that. And as soon as he said that, I jumped right in, and I, I had to, like that Holy Ghost bonus just rose up, say, yeah, there are other folks that say there's other ways, but if you're a real Christian, if you are a believer, a real believer in Jesus Christ, you stand on the principle that Jesus is the only way. He's the only truth. He's the only life. And no man comes unto the Father. No man, the only way to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. And here we are. You're bringing this scripture up um, tonight. But I just had to encourage a young man on last night with this very fact and Encouraging him that even in your marriage or whatever, God doesn't make mistakes. 
and the word of God is true. And the word tells us let let God be true and every man a lie. So I thank you for what you're teaching on tonight because it was, like I say, this time last night, around this time last night I was sitting at the table and this exact conversation, these exact scriptures came up last night and it was able to help confirm the young man who God was and who Jesus was uh, in his life and what God was doing in his life and how God was. I had the chance to challenge him to be a great husband and to be a great father. And I had to, I had the opportunity to let him know, even in our ministry, you will never hear us very seldom talk about money. But that's not what we that's not what we do. I told him, I, said, I don't even preach tithe, free will given. I said, but one thing you will hear from us is about the family. And I was able to share with him, if you're going to be a great, if you're going to be great, instead of being great everywhere else, be great at home first. Be a great husband. Be a great father. And the fruit of that, of the seed that was sown, you know, there's a there's a great chance that we may win this new family on into our fellowship. Even if they don't come, that seed was planted about who Christ is, Christ alone. So we thank God for that opportunity. Thank you, Pastor, because um, that goes along with your testimony on what you just said and, and how it coordinates with tonight. Uh, the way I look at it is, you know, like I said earlier, God got the bigger plan. God knows what's going on. So it's, it's not like, you know, that scripture, like I say, it's funny, it's ironic that, you know, we, we back at this same scripture and you just had to use it, you know, last night, so... That's just, you know, God operating, Jesus, you know, is in control. If anybody ever knew, they know now. Um, anybody else? Um, uh, anybody else? Before uh, we do this halftime break? Okay. All right. Oh. Pastor, um, you want to? Oh, was somebody about to say something? Yes, I was going to say something, um, something real quick and simple. only thing I can say is third time's a charm. This is, I know that this word, it needs to be said on tonight because it's so amazing. I was telling my husband when you sent the scriptures out, I said, wow, I've been studying the same chapter, and then I came from verse number six for time's sake on Sunday. But then before I got up, um, Keisha, one of our young ladies, she got up and she spoke on the same exact scripture. So it's three in a row. And I'm like, if we don't get it, God, I believe God is really trying to show us and point out something tonight because this is third time's a charm. And it's like you have to, us as believers, the Muslims, the Jehovah's Witnesses, they're going to stand on what they believe, but it's us weak Christians that keep falling for everything, and we just, we're not as strong as we're supposed to be in the Word of God. So the only way you can get to God is through your son, Jesus. I don't care what they say. <laughs> That's right. All right, so absolutely, um, uh, you know, third time's a charm. God is truly in control. Um, and absolutely, thank you on that, First Lady. I'm just glad that 
you know, God is, is orchestrating everything. So we definitely need to take heed for everyone that's listening um, on tonight. And, Pastor, if you don't mind, um, would you like to do the um, halftime or do you want me to keep going? And then... Yeah, I'll go, I go ahead on it. Go ahead on it, do it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, and, and y'all, some of y'all don't know it, but Minister Tobit wasn't even at church Sunday. He wasn't there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So we're, we're hearing this, you know, as my wife said, the message Sunday, and then one of our young ladies uh, bringing up these same scriptures uh, on Sunday. Last night, I'm having to bring up these same scriptures. And, and it's funny, my wife just mentioned the Muslims and the Jews and all that. That's what the young man brought up. He brought up the same things last night. <laughs> so it, it's all, you know, it's all we on one accord. And now here, Minister Tobert is putting the icing on the cake. So uh, I'm not going to delay what he, what else God has given him on tonight. So uh, if you would like to be a blessing, as we do every Tuesday night, uh, our extended arms, which is our outreach to our community, you would like to give a generous donation to extended arms, you can do so via Cash App at E, well, dollar sign, E-A Ministry, once again, dollar sign, E-A Ministry, that will go to our extended arms uh, ministry, or if you would like to give a Tuesday night offering to our local church, Praise Tabernacle Church, you can do so at dollar sign, P-T-C-877, once again, dollar sign, P-T-C, that stands for Praise Tabernacle Church, and the number is 877. May the Lord bless you real good. Minister Tobert, service is now back into your hands. God bless. All right. All right, Pastor. Thank you for that. And um, thanks. We're, gonna, uh, we're not going to prolong the service. We're going to go ahead um, start at verse 7. Um, Read a couple scriptures, and we'll be done once we get down to 14. So um, literally at the halfway point of scriptures on the night. Um, And like I said, I hope you all are encouraged. So let's look at what the word says as we go from 7. I'm going to read down to 9. All right. And the word of the Lord says, If you had known me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. So as Jesus putting putting a stamp on it and, and letting you know, you know, letting the disciples know. Verse eight, Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. And verse nine, Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that have seen me, have seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Asking a question. Like, really? You know. <laughs> so, w- before I even get into the spiritual breakdown of this scripture, I would like to just add a real life application on this. And what I like to bring out, when I look over this, especially read over that last part, you know, um, Basically, you've you got to know the folks that you get around. So if you hang around someone long enough, 
then you'll see exactly who they are. Uh, when you have a relationship with someone, then you already know them, especially after being around them closely over a long period of time. You should already know, like, where that person come from, what they stand for, uh, what they like, what they dislike. Um, and some of that is just part of any strong and healthy relationship. That's a part of the basics. Um of any relationship. Now, you know, I said all that to bring it back to this point, uh, to bring the scriptures around at hand. You know, so Philip has a direct relationship with Christ. And Jesus already revealed, you know, his relationship with the Father, you know, earlier. So, you know, they should already know they should already know his relationship because they've been with Jesus firsthand throughout his teachings and miracles. So Philip has already been around, just like, you know, Thomas has already been around. The disciples have already seen Jesus and been closely working with Jesus. So they should already have some level of connection with him, some level of understanding with him, because he also went over some of this. I know, like, in the in, in the Bible scriptures, and even in, um, you know, the last, uh, you know, last chapter, he went over a few things, um, you know, for those that, you know, have the time between chapter 13, 31 through 35. I'm not going to read it, but, you know, he, he went over some things as far as his connection um, as being the son of God and, you know, stuff like that at that point. So he's already explained these things. So you already have to have a connection with God. So he's revealed himself to him. So you should know this. But now you know there's, you know, no denying anything at this point. So it's one of those things, in my opinion, as to where what's understood doesn't have to be explained. You should already know who Jesus is at this point and already know that he comes in representation of the Father, you know, and they are treated as equal, you know. However, for our sake, you know, I'm glad that it is further explained for us to have more evidence to be a witness and to win souls for the kingdom of God. So this is also just another teaching tool for us. So it's great that it happened, even though they should have, in my opinion, should have known, you know, and Jesus makes it plain. That's why he asks, like, have I been so long time with you, and yet has thou not known me? You should know me. That's what he's asking Philip. That's what he's saying. Have I been around you this time, and you ain't know who I am? You should already know this. So, again, in any healthy relationship, you have to know who you're around, and Jesus is making it plain and clear exactly who he is. And if you know, you know. Verse 10, going forward um, before we uh, get ready to get to our closing. Uh, Verse 10 on to 11. Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? That's the question. Said the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. And then verse 11, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for my very 
works sake. Within these few scriptures, Jesus is making it plain. Everything that he is speaking is of the Father because they are connected and equal. And on top of that, you can believe his word or believe the works that he is doing by the power of the Father. So at the end of the day, he's making it plain and clear to the disciples. And also, of course, obviously this is for us to know as well because we're sitting here learning this as well. But he's making it plain and simple on who he is and his connection with the Father. And also for, you know, if you don't believe, you know, just me saying this, believe what I do. Believe, you know, in, in, in what I am showing you. Because, you know, the thing is for a lot of us um, in the flesh or, you know, for, for the natural, for the humans, however, some stuff, a lot of us, you know, we got to see it to believe it type of, you know, people and things. So, you know, there's certain things that Jesus has been putting on the forefront for us to already know, you know. But this is why, you know, he also talks about, you know, blessed are those that, you know, haven't seen him, you know, and, and believe, you know. So these are the things that we are going through because we believe in the Lord you know, just off of, you know, what we have read. And we haven't seen him physically, personally. We haven't had that same experience that the disciples had. But we have to go off of, you know, our word and go off of faith. That is what, you know, faith is, you know. And uh, you have to have faith, you know, in the Bible. You have to have faith in the Lord Jesus. You have to have faith in his word, you, you just have to have faith in order to do what we are doing, what we call Christianity and being a disciple. So it takes a lot of faith. So now we are putting um, that faith into action by believing in the Lord Jesus himself. Um, and I'm going to go on, on to verse 12 on the 14. Um, anybody got anything before I, before I go on? I'm sorry. Yeah, preacher. I um, was thinking about what you said, and I'm glad you brought up uh, chapter 13. Um, and I would do the same. Encourage everyone to go back and read chapter 13 because before you get in into 14, read 13 to see how it builds up. Why Jesus had to say what he said in chapter 14. So he wasn't just saying it, just be saying it, but uh, chapter 13, he had already uh, dealt with Judas and uh, being at supper and being betrayed. He dealt with Peter denying him. You know, he told him, before the cock crow, uh, you're going to deny me. And Peter said, I ain't going to deny you. I die with you. And all this, um, so go back and read 13, and then it, it'll help you get a better understanding on why Jesus had to say what he said to those same disciples in chapter 14. And even though he said that, he constantly reminded them that he had to go, that he was going away. <laughs> uh, he constantly reminded them they still didn't get it. They still didn't understand. And, and Mr. Toby, you just brought up, I was thinking it when you were saying it, uh, even after his resurrection, 
when he appeared to the disciples, Thomas wasn't there. So they, when they reported it to Thomas, Thomas said, I'm not going to believe unless I put my hands, you know, unless I see him, unless I put my hands in his, right. in the, and, you know, <laughs> and when Jesus showed back up, he told him, said, well, behold me, you know, Thomas, behold me. Uh, even after the resurrection, Thomas, you know, and, and, and the rest of the disciples, it wasn't just Thomas, and we, we call him Doubting Thomas, we just say that, but, I mean, put yourself in, 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 in Thomas' shoes, put yourself in the disciples' shoes. Remember, they had went back fishing. They went back to doing, you know, they was used to. And how often do we get away from uh, God and we go back to doing things that that seems common to us, that we're used to doing? Sometimes we have went back to old habits. We went back to old dealings. We, you know, because we may not be in church at the time or we may not be in Bible study, so we, we revert back to the things that's comfortable. The disciples went back to doing what they was professional at, and that was fishing, you know. So Jesus told Thomas, he said, well, and Minister Toby, you, you quoted it. I'm just going to second the emotion. Thomas, you believe me because you see me, but more blessed are those that have not seen but yet believe. And that's us. We ain't seen it. Hey, we ain't seen it, but we have faith. And that's what Minister Toby just said. We have faith. And, and trust and confidence to know that what we read in the scriptures is real, it's true. You know, we, we can apply our life, we can look at our life before Christ and look at where we are after Christ, after, after receiving him, and we can say like the old church, say what a wonderful change, what a marvelous change has been wrought in our life since Jesus came. So if y'all was like me, I was a wretch undone, wicked, nasty, perverted, okay, that was me. But after Christ, he came in, and if any man, I have the testimony, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things come new. Thank you. Amen, Pastor. That's how you, um, you know, put a bow on it, you know. That's, that's how you sum it all up, you know. Thank you for that. And I, I don't know about y'all, but I definitely, you know, felt encouraged and um, glad that he, you know, added everything to uh, what was being said on tonight. Definitely. Thank you, Pastor. Anybody else got anything to add? Because and these comments are, you know, helping everything uh, move right on along. Um, I did, Mr. Uh, Colbert. Uh, I just think it's amazing, the disciples being there with Jesus, knowing him, spending time with him, becoming his disciples, seeing them doubt and not be sure, and then the transformation that happens that by the time we get to Acts, they become some bad dudes um, going around and spreading the ministry and preaching the gospel and the transformation and the new creatures that they became is really encouraging because I know if anyone is like me, you know, we've doubted, we've wavered, we've seen God move in our lives and he's tried to get our attention and we maybe may not have listened or ignored it. And then once we finally did accept that call and we decided to live for God, then, you know, all of us, we all have the potential to become some bad dudes and some bad women and start 
preaching the gospel and transforming lives around us because we know that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and we want to bring as many people with us as possible. That's all. Amen. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. That is, that is true, you know. Um, some, you know, they definitely, you know, went on to, to do great things, um, definitely. But right here, just had to get a little understanding, you know, had to get a little straight. And Jesus had to, you know, figure some things out with them, so to speak, you know, address some things and, and get some things going. Um, but it was great for our sake, you know, for us to be able to um, learn from their experiences to be able to go forward. So now these things uh, we know without a shadow of a doubt, and we can use these scriptures uh, when necessary, especially for our encouragement and also just to be able to to witness, um, especially as we get, you know, into these closing scriptures here uh, going forward, you know, we'll see how, you know, things go even, you know, for, for us directly. So thank you for that comment. But, you know, we're definitely presenting something that you all can, you know, all of us, you know, we could take home with us and we could take throughout our daily lives to be able to stay encouraged and, and know Jesus. And, you know, that's why I came, you know, why, you know, I came with that title that the Lord gave me, um, if you know, you know, because that's something that, you know, we have an experience with God. And, hey, look, if you, if you know God, you already know who he represents, you know. So now we're getting a better understanding, even if there are certain things that you didn't know, now you know, just like how Jesus had to tell us in verse 7. You know, at the at the latter portion, he said, you know, when he talked about, you know, if you had known me, you know, you should have known my father also, and from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. So going forward, if by the end of Bible study, you know, there are things that if we didn't know, we know going forward. Like Jesus said, henceforth, you know, you know. So... Uh, that was good, good comment. I'm going to get ready to um, go through the closing scriptures here on 12 to 14. Don't want to prolong it. <clears throat> and the word of God says in verse 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. <clears throat> And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye ask, I mean, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. So in verse 12 gives the believers uh, some assurance that through the power and belief in Jesus Christ, greater works can be done. Jesus already knew what was going to happen, that he was going to be betrayed and was going to go back to the Father. Jesus was about to complete Mission Impossible. He wasn't about to, I mean, he was about to complete the mission that man couldn't do, uh, which makes his sacrifice more important. He came down in the flesh and experienced what the people experienced. 
He took all, you know, the customs that were set for man, the children of Israel, and nailed it to the cross. He took on sin and nailed it to the cross. His bloodshed cleansed us and brought the Gentiles as adopted sons and adopted children of God. So I'm glad that he completed Mission Impossible, what I call Mission Impossible, which is something that man couldn't do. No matter who was sent to do different things, only God could do it. Only Jesus could do it. Amen. And because of his sacrifice, we have the right to go to Christ. And his word says, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that I will do. That will I do. That the Father might be glorified in the Son. And just like my testimony that I gave earlier in the beginning, I asked God for a sign, and he answered directly. So I'm here to tell you that he will answer your prayers. Amen. And then he will be glorified because of when we get our answers that we are looking for, then we have no choice, and it's just something that takes over you that wants to be able to share this with everybody. So I give all honor and glory to the Lord because his word is true, and I'm a living witness of the goodness of the Lord. And, um, you know, I'm here to tell you that I've had a direct experience, and I know that I'm not the only one here that has had a direct experience with God, and I'm here to tell you that he can do it and he will do it. And I'm here to tell you, if you know, you know. So have that experience with the Lord and know exactly who Jesus is and what he stands for. And that's it for me. Um, Paris, if anybody got any um, comments or, you know, feel free. Uh, that's all I got on tonight. Uh, thank you all for the opportunity. All right. All right. Well, praise the Lord. If you know, you know. <laughs> uh, that's good. If you know, you know. And thank you for that, Minister Tobert. Thank you for that great lesson. And it, and it teaches us to examine how patient Jesus was with the disciples. Okay, it teaches us how patient he was. He didn't. He wasn't quick to give up on them. He worked with them. He trained them. You know, he labored before them he showed them and he did that for three and a half years some of us can't can't spend three days with trying to witness and mentor somebody okay because we we don't have patience okay but impatience possess you your soul and think about it when you're when you're in such a hurry to give up on somebody else think about how long suffering and patient God was with you. And let's just be true. Some of us, it took years, and you, we was in church, but it took years, years. We was in and out. And you could be in church and still be out of the church. you in the building, but you're not under the ark of safety. You're not in the church, the actual church. You're inside the building, but you don't have the fellowship. You're not in right fellowship with Christ. So I appreciate that on tonight, uh, Minister Tobert, just we can able to see 
how patient Jesus was because Jesus knew when he went off the scene, hey, that's where the greater works. Greater works wasn't they was going to be doing something that Jesus didn't do, like some of us, some of these apostles and bishops and prophets claim to be the best thing since sliced bread. No. It means because he went away, he would send the comforter, the Holy Ghost, that will indwell within the believer. And where Jesus only went around Galilee and Nazareth and Jerusalem and that area performing miracles, doing signs and wonders, we would have the Holy Ghost. And as Sister, I think that was Sister Bug said, in Acts, it exploded. Okay, through these great men and women of God, it exploded. The Holy Ghost fell. Peter went from cussing and denying to standing flat-footed and preaching and not running from nobody. I mean, standing flat-footed and preaching. So the gospel spread across the world, and it's still spreading. So we are doing we are doing the greater works, not that we are greater than Christ. You never greater, you never can be greater than than the master. You're never greater than the teacher. Okay, but we now we're able to do greater works because we have the Holy Ghost, we have the Holy Spirit indwelling in us, and we're able to testify and be a witness all over the world. And Jesus told them, say, go to Jerusalem, wait, I believe it's where it was, stay down, yeah, so you've been doing power from on high, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Samaria, okay, and to the utmost parts of the world, and we saw that come forth, we saw that happen, and it is still happening right now, so we are doing greater works, we, we haven't, we'll never do a greater work individually that Christ had did, or what Christ is doing, but now through the Holy Spirit, he's working through us. He's working in us to draw more men. He said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men. So thank you on tonight, Minister Tobert. He gave us a lot to chew on, gave us a lot to, as El Alva would say, unpack, and we appreciate that. That was real, real great, great Bible study on tonight. All right, to the panel, those that may have maybe one last uh, comment on tonight, we'll give you this opportunity uh, at this time to the panel, anyone on the panel. Hey, man, good evening, everyone. Um, I'll first, first off, great lesson. Um, secondly, if I could have been a fly on the wall and saw Christ's face when Philip said to him, show us the Father. Like, I, I really can see Jesus looking at him like, dude, seriously? Seriously. Um, but that's why it is so important that we pay attention and that we know our word because clearly in 2023, we can't physically be there with Christ in the in the natural body, in the flesh. But we know that Christ is yet alive. So we have our word to rely on. So that's what we have to get down in our hearts and in our minds and bodies so that we are able to spread the gospel to somebody else. And I wanted to say this because I had a, a coworker that was uh, staring at me one day 
Um, and I'm looking at her like, what are you looking at? <laughs> and she said to me, um, God told me to tell you. I'm like, okay. She said, God told me to tell you that you're going to go into nursing. I was like, no. So then she's like, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's not nursing. God told me to tell you that you're going to work with the deceased and you're going to do their makeup because didn't you tell me one day that you like makeup? <laughs> I was like, I, first of all, I don't remember telling her telling her that I like makeup, but I do like makeup. But I was like, uh, no. I was like, yeah, I don't think that, you know, God said that to you because I didn't want to be – I didn't want to be rude or nasty, but I'm like, no, ma'am, that is not so. So I told her, I was like, no, um, you know, I don't know about that. I said, because that that's, that's not for me. That's not for my life. So she said a couple more other things that God supposedly told her about me and nothing that God told her about me, he told me about me. So I was like, no. Nah. So she went further to <laughs> – you're so silly. She went further to say – that um she has her own business that she does on the side and she has sage and she has rocks and she has necklaces with crystals on it and I can pray for peace and uh understanding and I told her flat out, I said, Sis, I don't need all that. I told her that I pray to the Lord Jesus Christ and from there it was pretty much like the end of the conversation because she I guess she just didn't want to hear any more. But if you don't have anything in you if you're not, if there's no, no word in you, no scripture in you, if you don't have the boldness of Christ, then you're going to allow anybody to speak anything over you and say anything. But I told her, I was like, no, like, that's, that's not, that's, no, that's not so. So, you know, this, this lesson also um, teaches that boldness and to have that relationship and to, get to know Christ yourself. I'm not going to reread verse 7, but, you know, we spoke on verse 7 a lot on tonight, and I just wanted to, to bring that point up because if you are not careful and if you do not know your word, people will put anything into your mind and then you left out here confused. So be careful about what you are listening to and letting people say to you. And speak boldly on it, you know. God didn't tell you that. He sure didn't. Don't be afraid of these people. Tell people, no, God ain't tell you that about me. But that's that's all I wanted to say, y'all. Great lesson. Great lesson. Wow. Wow. It sounds like you've been a member of Praise Tabernacle Church for, for a few for for a little few minutes. You sound like your pastor, praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Sister Tobert. All right, anyone else? Yeah, I'll come in. Probably. I would say just being be encouraged from the lesson on tonight how Jesus was preparing um, the apostles, the disciples, the, uh, yeah, the apostles um, for his departure and the promise of his, you know, his return. Let's take the word of God at his, let's take the word for the word. If you know it don't sound right, it don't look right, just don't, don't just go with the wind, you know, just stand on the word of God and know that if Jesus said it, you best believe he's going to bring it to pass. So, um, great lesson on tonight, uh, Mr. Tolbert. All right. All right. Thank you, Lady Zachary and Lady Tolbert. All right. I think I heard Sister Bugs earlier. Was that Sister Bugs or uh, Elder Oliver, anyone else, have any final comments on tonight? Uh, 
It was a good word. It was a good word. All right. All right. Well, God bless. Thank you all, panel. Great job, Minister Tobert, as as always. Great job, man. Great job. Uh, thank you all so much. Listen, go back and review those scriptures. As Minister Tobert said, that chapter 13, go, go read it and see why Jesus spoke what he spoke. And remember that at the end of that chapter, Minister Tobert, end of chapter 14, as Minister Tobert brought out, pray. You ask in the Son's name, and whatever you ask in his name, it'll be done. And that don't mean you, you start asking for stuff that in and everything you ask for, God's going to do it. Because that's not, that's not the right interpretation of that. It's you asking in his name, in his will. Okay, in God's will, and as you, as we mature in Christ, we understand we want God's will. Okay, as we seek first the kingdom of heaven and His righteousness, then all these things shall be added. God knows what you need. Okay, but we can't be out. You know, sometimes we ask for stuff and we don't need it, and the Lord allows us to get it, and then it become a burden. Okay, it becomes a burden. Well. Because you kept begging for it. You you kept begging for it. Lord said, all right, you don't need it, but I'm, I'm going to let you have it so to teach you a lesson. Okay, so when you ask in the will, Lord, if it's your will that I get this new car. Okay, some of us, just every, we want a new car just because somebody else got it. And and you okay, your car is okay. And you're already stretching, stretching your money. Why would you want to get a new car that's going to give you another car note when ain't nothing wrong with your car. Okay, so a lot of things when we when we ask and we're praying, we want to make sure it's in the will. Remember, and I'll say this and we'll be done. When Jesus was in the garden, when all this, after this was taking place, he asked the Lord three times he went to pray that the Lord would remove that cup. And then he said, at the end of that, not my will, okay, but thine will be done. And if Jesus can say, not my will, but thine will, meaning the Father's will, be done, if he could submit to the will of God for his life, what about us? Can we submit to the will of God, the will of Christ for our lives? All right. God bless you tonight. Listen, if you're in the area, come see us Sunday morning. Come see us Sunday morning, Lord willing. The delay is coming, and we're in good health and good strength. We'll be at 199 East Krogan Street, Lawrenceville, Georgia, 30046, at the 9 a.m., 9 o'clock, 9 a.m. hour. Come on and get your praise on with us at Praise Tabernacle Church, Incorporated. God bless you. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you on tonight. Thank you for what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, and what our hearts have felt. We pray now that you will bless the message and the messenger. Restore the virtue that he emptied out on tonight. We thank you for him. Praying that you will continue to bless him and his lovely wife and all his beautiful children. God, that you will continue to anoint them for these last and evil days to stand on the wall, to stand in the gap, to proclaim the gospel. And we thank you for the Tobert family. We thank you for their life. And, God, we just, as we leave this place, but never your presence, 
We ask that you see us to our destination safely. And Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20 tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. What a way to close the Bible study with Jesus saying, lo, I'm with you always. We can stand assured. Minnesota, even on that mountain, Jesus said, lo, I'm with you always. Good night. God bless you.